Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of God, our Heavenly Father, to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hand, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and salvation. Oh, come, let us worship him. Let us kneel and bow down before him. Let us confess our sins with penitent hearts and obtain forgiveness by his infinite grace and mercy. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed the devices and desires of our hearts. We have offended against your holy law. We have done those things which we should not have done, and we have not done those things which we should have done. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Spare us and restore us according to the promises you have declared to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. For his sake, grant that we may live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. The Almighty and merciful Lord has granted us pardon and forgiveness of all our sins grace for true repentance and amendment of life, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament lesson, appointed for the second last Sunday of the church year, is recorded on Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 through 11. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Here ends the Old Testament lesson. The epistle lesson is recorded in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give those who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction 
from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. The Holy Gospel is recorded in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter, beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Then he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God be praised for his glad tidings.
let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, out of your fatherly goodness, you have been mindful of us poor, miserable sinners and have given your beloved Son to be our shepherd, not only to nourish us by his word, but also to defend us from sin, death, and the devil. We beseech you, grant us your Holy Spirit, that even as the shepherd knows us and helps us in every affliction, we also may know him, and trusting in him, seek help and comfort in him, from our hearts obey his voice, and obtain eternal salvation, through the same your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. Our sermon text is the Old Testament lesson recorded in Isaiah chapter 40. Let us hear again verse 11. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Fellow redeemed, Jesus is coming. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. How do you view Jesus coming? With anticipation? With fear? These last Sundays of the church year, we hear from Scripture, and even from Jesus' own mouth, descriptions of the end times and signs that point to his coming again. Today's gospel is a picture of judgment and the separation of the sheep from the goats, believers from unbelievers on the last day. How are we to view our Lord's coming so that we are properly prepared when it happens? Our text today addresses that question. It makes a startling statement. Behold your God. Behold the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. From this image of God as a mighty warrior ruling over us, it then tells us, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young, like a shepherd. What a comforting picture this is of our coming Lord. In scripture, this shepherd image goes back to King David, who knew a thing or two about taking care of sheep, finding them, feeding them, and if necessary, taking your place in the gap between the lion and the flock. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. Everything I was to the sheep, he is to me and more. And will not goodness and love follow me all the days of my life? The Lord is my shepherd. How sweet and tender it is, especially to have this image revived here in Isaiah. Jerusalem would be wrecked and abandoned. All her children stripped away carried off into captivity, but the captives in Babylon were to know that their Lord would be among them again. 
still as their shepherd. He would come to restore his covenant. He would bring them home. He had not forgotten his promise, how he had given them his word, but he would remember. And such a tender image. What a comforting image this is for us as we face a time of illness, uncertainty, upheaval, as we are more aware than ever that we are living in the end times. Behold, your God will come like a shepherd. As the true shepherd of our souls, God will graciously restore and tend his flock with loving, tender care. He feeds us. He will gather us in. He will lead us to safety. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. This word feed may also be translated tend, the entire work of a shepherd in caring for sheep. The relationship between a sheep and a shepherd is one of complete dependence. Sheep cannot even find their own food. They cannot find green pasture. They cannot, like a camel, smell water from far away. Sheep need to be led to green pasture and still waters. So also with God, we cannot find nourishment for our souls. We would rather feed our souls junk food. We either indulge our sinful nature, uh, sinful appetites on images and words that give instant gratification to our lusts or desires, or try to feed our souls on the latest fad diet, providing us with a to-do list or special prayer to use for successful Christian living. Such junk food may give us a sugar rush, but soon the rush wears off and our souls sink again. Going from spiritual fad to spiritual fad, we are never really satisfied. Our souls need to be fed on solid food. Where can we go to feed our restless souls? In the words of the hymn writer, Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus, can my heartfelt longing still. The good shepherd knows his sheep. He understands our needs and our dangers. He knows all about our sorrowful and hungry hearts. He provides us with food for body and soul. Our good shepherd says in the Gospel of John, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The green pasture our good shepherd provides is first of all his word of truth. The word of God is always fresh, never fading or failing. Sweet and full are all its doctrines. Remember that the word of God is written by inspiration. It is God-breathed. Whenever this word is heard or read in faith, God still uh, breathes through it into our souls. Another part 
of the good pasture is the holy sacraments. When we bring our children to the baptismal font and apply water in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, water that is used according to God's command and connected with his word, there these little lambs enter the flock of the good shepherd by faith. And when we kneel at the table of our Lord and and receive the blessed sacrament, we are partaking of the most intimate communion this side of heaven. There the body, our good shepherd, laid down for his sheep, and the blood which he shed to take away the sin of the world are received in our mouths for the forgiveness of sins. In his word and sacraments, God feeds us in our faith and offers us the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. In these green pastures, he imparts peace and rest to our soul. May we partake of this heavenly food often. Behold, your God will come like a shepherd to gather us in. Sheep by nature like to wander off. Unlike a dog or a dove, it cannot find its way back home. So also it is with us by nature. As the prophet Isaiah writes elsewhere, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We have wandered off the path, gone astray from God's commandments. Left to ourselves, we will end up in hell and damnation. Yet still, uh, we are often, we often want to follow our own way. It's my way or the highway. Many people in the world are convinced that they can earn a place in heaven by following their own way. We often hear that all roads, all religions lead to the same place. All steeples lead to heaven. And since the main point of all religions is loving your neighbor as yourself, the, the differences between religions don't really matter. Yet Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Since we are wayward sheep, turning to our own way, which would lead to our own destruction, in his grace Jesus has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The cross was where the good shepherd laid his body down between the flock and every enemy there is. And he didn't say it is finished until it was, and the world was redeemed. And he who laid down his body took it up again alive. Not only has Jesus redeemed us from our wayward sinful lives, but in holy baptism, he will gather the lambs with his arms. In our lives as Christians, he continues to guide us on the path to eternal life by his word, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. On the last day, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. His sheep, all believers in him, 
will be gathered to eternal life, while the goats, unbelievers, go away to eternal punishment. Peter wrote in his first letter, When Christ, the chief shepherd, appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away and will enter that joy, the joy of Jesus presenting us as his prize to the Father. Uh, Here they are, Father. Not one is missing. Behold, your God will come like a shepherd to gather us in. A sheep is perhaps the most helpless of all creatures when left to itself. It is not prepared to fight in self-defense, and in flight it is an easy prey for the pack. What about those who cannot keep up with the rest of the flock? Our shepherd gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. Our place is by Jesus' heart in the Lord's arm and bosom. That's where we should be, not under the devil's feet. Jesus keeps us in the true faith. He picks us up and carries us so that we will not have to walk by ourselves, nor stumble, nor go astray. Behold, your God will come like a shepherd. He will lead us to safety. He will gently lead those who are with young. Youths that are nursing their young must not be driven hard. Instead, he gently leads them. The little lambs he picks up and carries in a pouch close to his heart, made by folding up his cloak. The mothers he does not overdrive, but lets them go gently alone because they require care. Those of us who feed and tend his little lambs can especially count on our good shepherd's leadership. He will not drive us. He will lead us gently. When we cannot keep pace with the flock, he carries us and leads us. This pictures the gentle and loving patience of the good shepherd toward the sinful weaknesses that are common to us all. How comforting this is to us poor sinners. Jesus, who himself is the way, will lead our souls to heaven. And in the book of Revelation, we are told that in heaven, the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to fountain, living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Behold, your God will come like a shepherd to lead us to safety. There are those among our flock today who are weary and heavy laden, bowed down by a burden of sin or by the many difficulties and obstacles on their path. But we are under the shepherd's care. His rod and staff comfort us. He invites us, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. When we have been going astray, walking in the way of our own hearts, the good shepherd finds us and calls to us, follow me, and returns us to the shepherd and bishop of our souls. Called by his name and holy baptism, you are under the shepherd's care. And as long as you remain in this dreary wilderness, he goes in and out with you to help you find pasture, 
Finally, he will lead you to your heavenly home, where there will be one flock and one shepherd forever and ever. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, everlasting Father, you are worthy of being praised for all your gifts and graces which you have given to us, your unworthy people. Hear us this day as we cry to you for mercy toward all people as they have need. You have made us your people and preserved us through the ministry of your word and sacraments. Continue to pour out upon us grace upon grace that we may be kept in faith and guarded in hope. Make your church throughout the world one in doctrine, confession, and life, and give to your church faithful pastors who will preach and teach your word with conviction. Deliver us from confusion and error by the power of your Holy Spirit, and raise up those who will continue to serve in faithfulness and humility. Deliver all enemies of your church and convert their hearts to repentance and faith. Strengthen all Christians in their faith and in their vocation of service as your children, that we may be obedient to your word and receive the salvation of our souls. Deliver the nations from oppression and ungodly rulers and governments. Bless all in authority within our own nation, that righteousness may flourish and injustice end. Bless all those places where your people teach and learn, that our children may honor you, walk in your commands, and show forth in their lives the fruits of the Spirit. Prevent all disaster and calamity. Deliver us from war and violence, and spare us from pestilence. Help us to know and rejoice in the good fruits of the earth. Bless all noble occupations and help the arts to flourish that our lives may be enriched by beauty. Help us to receive with thanksgiving the fruits of the earth you supply for our common good. Receive with our song of praise and sacrifice of thanksgiving the tithes and offerings we bring, that through good use of the skills, talents, and time you have given us, you may be glorified in all that we are and do. Give unity to your people, that we may not be divided in doctrine or witness, and grant us grace that we may come to the Lord's table and there receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus in sincere repentance and faith. Give to the sick healing, to the suffering relief, to the grieving hope, and to the dying peace. Here, sustain us in the hour of trial. Deliver us from all our enemies of body and soul and keep us steadfast in the day of trouble. Remembering that here we have no abiding city, but heaven is our home. Give us your aid so that we may be true in, in faith and godly life and so be prepared for the coming of our Savior, doing the works you have called us to do and accomplishing your purpose in our daily lives. Help us to multiply your mercy by loving our neighbor in need and loving you with all our body, soul, strength, and will through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.